0: You know, one of the things about me is that people sometimes get, they get a little flustered when they first meet me because they're worried that they're going to offend me by using the wrong pronoun or something. But they don't, don't worry about that with me because uh, personally, I don't really care. I like to say that I'm post-gender, by which I mean you can just pick the gender you want to be on the internet and they will post you the bits and bobs that you need. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of reasons why I started doing drag, but just one of them is something I sort of people misunderstand. And that is that I am not impersonating a woman. Now, a lot of drag queens, especially those who specialize in celebrity impersonation, they often refer to themselves as female impersonators. And that's totally fine. I've no problem with that. But I never do that because that is not what I'm about. You know, I know that nobody is going to mistake me for a real woman. And I have no interest in trying to persuade anyone otherwise. I am not actually trying to present woman to you. I'm trying to present... In a way, something that is neither male nor female. Something else or something other. And sometimes I think there can be a lot of power in being else or other. The other thing is that sometimes people who don't really understand drag or where it all came from, they sometimes accuse it of being misogynistic. They say it's an offensive parody of women. But I am not parodying women. What I am doing is using the tools of femininity you see, long ago, our culture decided, and I say our culture, was not all, but our culture decided that women would be the peacocks. And then we gave women what I call the tools of peacockery, you know, powder and paint and jewelry and, you know, big hair and heels to lengthen their legs and courses to enhance their curves and bras to manage their unruly breasts. <laughs> and, you know, these things can be really fun, but they're also work, you know, they're time-consuming, they're usually uncomfortable, and they're sometimes downright painful, you know? I mean, look at me. I'm so glamorous, I'm practically disabled. (laughs) But our culture didn't just give these tools to women, it then insisted that they use them, whether they want to or not. And if a woman decides, well, actually, no, I don't want to go to all that trouble, I just like to be comfortable, well, then our culture sort of looks at her with suspicion. She's either lazy or slovenly or obstinate or lesbian. (laughs) And probably all four. <laughs> and at the very same time, our culture said to men, you're not allowed to use any of these tools. Your Men, we insist, must be grey and dull and visually uninteresting. And, and if a man decides, well, actually, this seems like fun sometimes. I'd like to use some of those tools. And then our culture looks at him with suspicion. You know, at the very least, he's a flaming homosexual. <laughs> But of course, entertainers, well, you know, we want to be visually entertaining. And so even heterosexual male entertainers often take on elements of femininity in order to make themselves more visually interesting. So, you know, Prince would cover himself in sequins and, you know, David Bowie has his eyeliner and, you know, rap stars drape themselves in fur and jewellery. But... If it were just about the superficial worlds of fashion and entertainment, well it'd be of little consequence. But it's not really, is it? I mean, men are expected to be grey and stoic and expressionless in every aspect of their lives. You know, big gestures are considered camp and unbecoming of a man. You know, big emotions are considered weak and feminine, you know, unless at the side of a football pitch. You know, for God's sakes, American men are afraid to cross their legs in public for fear that somebody might think them girlish. And to me, it all just seems so unfair. Because I don't think that's fair on women or men. You know, if a woman doesn't want to have to shave her legs and rip out her pubic hair and hobble herself in shoes that were not designed for walking, well, she shouldn't bloody have to. <laughs> and if a man doesn't want to have to worry about using his hands too much or crossing his legs in public, well, he shouldn't bloody have to either. And, you know, if... On occasion, he'd like to look fabulous in fishnets and two wigs for extra volume. Well, why in Cher's name not? You know, in a way, all I'm trying to do is to bring a little equilibrium into the world. And, you know, while I'm standing here in front of you, you know, in bone-crushing high heels, you know, making you eat it, I like to think that somewhere, you know, out there, there's a lesbian in Tesco's wearing Birkenstocks and feeling comfortable. (laughs)